let God transform your life as you listen to this inspiring sermon by Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb. In 1975, conditions inside the Sotillo prison in northern Mexico had reached inhumane levels. The cells were overcrowded, there wasn't enough food to eat, and beatings and even murder were common occurrences. In fact, the situation was so bad that in November, 75 desperate prisoners decided to attempt to escape from Sotillo Prison. They formed a pact with one another and agreed to work together to dig an underground tunnel that would take them outside the prison to freedom. They knew that they would have to dig for a long ways to ensure that when they left the tunnel and came above ground, that they would be outside the prison walls. So the group of prisoners worked in secret for six months, digging an escape tunnel. They had no map, they had no guide, they had no direction to determine where the tunnel would take them. But they dug with all their strength, driven by their desire for freedom. And finally, six months later, in April 1976, they estimated that they had dug far enough to escape the prison walls. They began digging up to the ground, and on April 18th, they broke through the surface. But to their shock and dismay, they discovered too late that they had made a serious mistake. In spite of their sincere desire to be free, they were sincerely wrong in their escape. The tunnel they dug didn't lead to freedom. In fact, it led them right back into captivity. For when they climbed up out of their tunnel, they discovered that they had actually arrived inside the courtroom of the local court. Their tunnel had a freedom had a wrong destination, and all 75 prisoners were quickly captured and returned to the Sotillo prison. Without a map, without a guide, all their hard work and good intentions simply led them to the wrong destination. And there's a lesson for all of us today in the true story of the failed prison escape from Sotillo prison. If you think you know where you're going, but you have no map or guide, no voice to direct you, then you may arrive at a destination you never intended to reach. You may do your best to plan and work and follow what you think is the best path, but the fact is this, intentions don't determine destination. The voice you listen to, the map you follow, the guide you obey determines your destination. For you may be sincere in your beliefs, but you may be sincerely wrong. Nowhere is this more important than in matters of salvation and faith. For you see today, there are millions of people around the world just like those 75 desperate prisoners. Millions of people today are very sincere in their belief about how to get to freedom. They believe they're on the path to escape from the prison of sin and death and fear and worry. They think that it doesn't really matter which path they choose as long as they work hard and follow it faithfully. In the world today, millions of people believe that diligently pursuing a path to salvation will result in salvation no matter which path they take. But the reality is quite different. The Bible makes it clear that there is only one way out of the prison of death, only one way out of the prison of sin, only one way out of the prison of fear. There's only one way that leads to eternal life. There may be many different types of faith and many different religions in the world, but only God's word can direct us on the right path to freedom and liberty and eternal life. For you see, the good news for all of us is this. We have the reliable, infallible, accurate Word of God available to us to lead us through every facet 
of life. If we'll cling to the word of God and rely to the word of God as the basis for our truth, we will never be led astray. That's the truth we're going to discover today in our sermon titled, Listen to God's Word. But before we learn more, let's pray. Almighty and everlasting Father, we thank you for gathering us together today in your presence to hear and listen to your word. Right now, we submit to you and bind every voice of the enemy that would come to deceive or disturb or distract us. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I loose the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Spirit of God to give us truth, to give us light, to give us life, to give us the grace to obey the word of God as we listen to your voice. We thank you today that at the end of this message, your name will be glorified and our lives will be transformed. We give you the praise by faith in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen and amen. I want to invite you to take a moment and join your faith with mine right now. Just put your hands on your chest and say after me, Lord Jesus, speak to my heart. Change my life. Manifest your glory in me. In Jesus' name, Amen and amen. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Agape House. I'm so glad that you're joining us here today as we worship the Lord and as we continue to hear his word and receive his spirit in our lives. If you happen to be joining us for the very first time today, I say a big welcome to you. You're always welcome at Agape House New Testament Church. Jesus said, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. In other words, it's our right and it's our privilege. It's our duty and our obligation to hear from Jesus Christ. Hearing God's voice is not just for prophets or pastors. It's for every single believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, your ability to achieve your destiny is dependent on you listening to the voice of Jesus. The problem is there are so many different voices in the world. We have to learn to discern which voice we're listening to. For if we listen to the wrong voice, we will go astray. And that brings us to today's message. For you see, Jesus didn't leave us without a clear roadmap for hearing and understanding his voice. You may wonder today, how can I know the voice of the Lord Jesus when he's speaking to me? But the fact is, it's very simple. God's voice sounds like God's word. See, God has already spoken to all of us very plainly in the Bible, the Word of God. And when we listen to His Word and align our lives with His Word, we will follow His voice. That's what Jesus Himself promises to us in our scripture text for today's sermon. Now, to help us study the Word of God, we've prepared sermon notes that you can download free of charge and use them to follow along as I preach. Your sermon notes are available for free on our website and on our Facebook page. So every time you join us for service, be sure to get your sermon notes ready and have them available. Our scripture text for today is found in the gospel of St. Matthew chapter 7 verses 24 to 27. The word of God is on your notes. It's on the screen, but I believe it has the most impact when it's in our hearts and on our lips. So I'm going to invite you wherever you are today to read the word of God out loud together with me. Read it like you mean it, whether you're alone or with a group. Let's all read it together. Are you ready? Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish 
like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to your hearts today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. I don't know about you, but I love it when Jesus tells stories. His stories paint such a vivid picture of the truth he's communicating with us. And this short story is no exception. In these few short verses, Jesus tells us plainly how important it is for all of us to listen to God's word. For when we align our lives with God's word, we will endure the storms of life and we will see success. So today, let's discover three reasons you need to listen to God's word. And here's your first truth today. God's word is the solid rock of truth. You see, Jesus makes it clear to all of us there are only two foundations you can build your life upon. There's the Word of God and everything else. There's no other foundation. There's nothing in between. You can build your life on the solid rock of God's Word, or you can build it on sand as a foolish man. But if you want to follow Jesus, you have to build your life on the Word of God. God's Word is the only truth you can build your life upon. His Word is the sole basis for our beliefs, for our practices, for our faith, for the fact is God's Word is truth. That's exactly what Jesus taught us in John 17, 17, when he prayed to God the Father. He proclaimed, your word is truth. And when Jesus said that God's word is truth, he meant that it was pure. He meant that it was perfect. He meant that it was infallible. He meant that it could always be trusted. It should never be doubted. And we can follow it completely. In fact, in Psalm 12, verse 6, the Bible tells us the words of the Lord are perfect. They are like silver made pure in in a clay furnace. They're like gold made pure seven times over. God's word is always true because it was given to us by the God who cannot lie. For Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? And I'm here to tell you today that God's word is the final authority on everything in this life. When you build on his word, you're building on a rock that cannot be moved, a foundation that cannot be shaken, no matter what anybody else says, no matter what the world says. When you have God's word, you have the final authority. And because God's word is his final authority, it's powerful. God's word is not only true, it's powerful. It is strong and unmovable. It is solid and sure. It is a mighty fortress that has power. In fact, I believe that God's word is the strongest, most powerful rock in the world. Think for a moment about how strong that rock is. When there was nothing at all in the world, God spoke his word and everything we see came to, into existence. It's his word that brought light. It's his word that brought the mountains out of the ground. It's his word that made the sea roar. It's his word that set the sun in its place and the stars in the heavens. It's his word that gave the lion life and made it roar. For Psalm 33, 6 and 7 says, The Lord merely spoke, and the heavens were created. He breathed the word, and all the stars were born. He assigned the sea its boundaries and locked the oceans in vast reservoirs. So when the sea wanted to come further, it's the word of God that said, stop right there, come no further. And when the sun wanted to come too close, it's God's word that said, sun, stay in the heavens where you are. It's true, it's powerful, and God's word can be trusted at all times. 
But you don't just have to accept that fact today because God said it. You don't have to just accept the Bible because I said it. There are many facts that support the truth of God's word. That's why Psalm 119.86 says, All your commands can be trusted. And I speak to you right now that in this difficult and trying time, when the world around us is being shaken, you can trust God's word more than anything else. It is a rock you can depend on. You don't need to fear. You don't need to shake. You can trust in God's word. For Hebrews 6.18 says, it is impossible for God to lie. And I'm here to declare to you today, you can rely upon the promises of God's word. No matter what problem you're facing, no matter how deep the crisis you're in, no matter how your emotions are raging like a storm, God cannot lie, and his word is true, and it's going to endure forever. For Jesus said in Matthew 24, 35, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. And I came to declare to you today, the trial you're in will pass away. The relationship difficulty you're in will pass away. The time of lack will pass away, but God's promises and God's word will never pass away. They will endure forever and ever. You can build your life on it. You can trust in it. You can depend upon it. You can be sure today that no matter how violent the storm, you can be stable in the storm when you build on God's word. That brings us to our second truth today. God's word provides stability in the storm. See, the fact is, friends, God's word is eternal. And when it lives in us, it gives us the strength and stability to endure as well. God's word not only created the heavens and the earth, it not only has power in the natural realm and in the prophetic realm and the historic realm, God's word has power inside of us. That's why Jesus said in John 5, 24, I tell you the truth, those who listen to my message, just tell your neighbor, listen to God's message. Those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they have already passed from death into life. So God's word is powerful. His word is mighty. His word is a rock and nothing can get past the word of God. So if you believe it today, say amen. That's why Hebrews 4, chapter uh, chapter 4, verse 12 says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. And when that word is in us, we have power. His word in us can give us the strength to endure and be a rock for us of shelter, a rock of refuge. It's a fortress for us against the attacks of the enemy. That's why even Jesus, when he was tempted and attacked by Satan, he used the word of God as a weapon to destroy the fear and the lies and the deception of Satan. In the same way, we can battle against every demonic force against every storm we're in when we use God's word. That's why Ephesians six seventeen says to us today, take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Power of God's word will work for you. In fact, everything you need is available to you through the word of God. Everything you need is in the Bible. Every promise for every provision is found in God's word. Every encouragement, every word of guidance, every correction and wisdom we need is inside God's word. If you'll get into God's word, you'll get the power you need in your lives. 
In fact, there's more in the Bible than what you think. Reminds me of the story of a young man who was on his way to university for studies. His parents were devoted Christians, and so as their son was about to leave for university, they gave him a gift, and when he opened it, it was a brand new Bible. His dad said to him, son, be sure to read God's word and read it every day and study it. It's full of truth, and it will help you in life. In fact, you'll be surprised at all the good things that come to you when you read your Bible. Well, the young man thanked his parents and went off to the university, packed his Bible in his bag, and left for campus. A few weeks later, this young man had run short of money. He was desperate for some cash. So he called his dad and said, Dad, I need some cash. The father replied, Have you been reading your Bible? What? The son said, What does reading my Bible have to do with money? I need cash, Dad. Well, the dad said, I suggest you read Proverbs chapter 7. And then the father dropped the call. The young student felt so confused, he decided to call his mom instead. When she picked his call, the son said, Mom, I need money. But to his shock, the mother said the same thing as the dad. She asked him, Have you been reading your Bible? What? The son said, What does reading the Bible have to do with cash? I need money, Mom, please. Well, the mom said, I suggest you read the book of Ephesians. That was all the mom said, and then she hung up. Well, the son was dejected. He really needed cash. He needed money. He couldn't understand why his parents kept telling him to read his Bible. But with nowhere else to turn and his stomach growling, the young man decided to pick up his Bible and read. And when he opened it to Proverbs 7, he got the shock of his life. For there, tucked neatly inside the pages of the Bible, he found a 50 Ghana CD note. Hey! When he turned to Ephesians, he found more cash hidden in the pages of his Bible. His parents had tucked cash inside his Bible. Friends, you may never find cash in your Bible, but there's more to your Bible than you think. Tell somebody next to you, there's more to your Bible than you think. It's more than just commandments and rules. Inside God's word is life. Inside his word, there's peace for troubled minds. Inside his word, there is hope for every heart. There is freedom for you today. For in John 8, 31 and 32, Jesus said, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. There's guidance for you in the Bible. For Psalm 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. There's power over sin for you in the Bible. For Psalm 119.11 says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. There's healing for you in the Bible. For Psalm 107.20 says, he sent out his word and healed them, snatching them from the door of death. And I speak healing to your life right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I speak healing to every infirmity, every sickness. I cancel every coronavirus in your system today in the name of Jesus. I rebuke every tumor. I command every malaria parasite to come out from your body and die. I speak life to your organs, life to your lungs, life to your heart, life to your kidneys, life to your pancreas, life to every part of your stomach and your intestines. In the name of Jesus, I speak 
speak healing to your eyes and to your ears. And I speak the power of God's word. Lord, send your word and heal everyone listening to this broadcast right now, wherever you are. If there's a place in your body you need healing, just touch it right now. And Lord, as they touch that part of their body, I command healing to come into them in the name of Jesus. I loose the spirit of the living God to bring life and healing to their body in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit. Friend, the Word of God has everything you need. There's strength for you in the Word of God. For Psalm 119, 28 says, strengthen me according to your Word. And I speak prophetically to you right now, to every heart that is shaken by the circumstances in the world. I speak strength in faith, strength of hope, strength of life, strength of joy, strength of patience, the strength to endure every battle, to make it through every storm in the name of Jesus. Right now, I sense in my spirit that there are people struggling with relationship issues. But right now, I speak peace to you. I speak healing and reconciliation to every heart that's wounded, to every marriage that's on the rocks, to every husband and wife that aren't getting along, that feel mistrusted and suspicious and betrayed. I speak the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, let your love saturate our hearts and lives so that we can love and forgive one another in the name of Jesus. Bring reconciliation and bring peace. And I speak prophetically to you today that there is reconciliation coming to your home. There is peace coming to your marriage. There is the fruit of the womb coming to the barren. There is a breakthrough in your family and in your life. In the midst of your darkest hour, in the time when the world around you is shaking, the word of God is coming inside you to build you and to strengthen you and to lift you. You will come out of this crisis stronger. Your faith will be more vibrant. Your prayer life will be accelerated. Your faith will reach to new heavenly heights and you will see the miraculous provision of God in your life in the name of Jesus. If you believe it, say, I receive it. In fact, right now, by the power of the Holy Spirit, God is working to bring provision. He's working to bring connections that are going to help you through this storm and bring everything you need into place. For no matter what the storm you face, when you build your life on God's word, your house will stand. See, the fact is, no matter how bad the storm is, no matter how violent the rain and the wind may blow, the enemy may try, but you cannot be defeated when your life is founded on the word of God if you'll simply listen to God's word. The power is in the rock of God's word. The power is in the voice he speaks to you through the pages of the Bible. The power is not in the wind, not in the waves, not in the earthquake, not in the devil. It's in God's word. And that brings us to our third truth today. God's word brings success in life when we submit to it. Remember in our text, Jesus said, everyone who hears my words and obeys them. So here's the truth you need to pack up and take home with you today. All that the Bible does for us will only work when we listen to it and obey it. God's word only helps us succeed when we submit to it. See, here's the fact you need to think about today. In Matthew chapter 7, both the wise builder and the foolish builder, the Bible says they both heard the word of God. In verse 24, Jesus said, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. But listen also to verse 26. He said, anyone who hears my teaching 
and doesn't obey it is foolish. So both the wise man and the foolish person heard the word of God. Both of them listened to God's word. But when the wise man listened, he obeyed. When the foolish man listened, he did not obey. And so it is for all of us. When we listen to God's word and build our lives on it and follow it and obey it, we are guaranteed success. But if we listen to God's word and don't follow it, then we will end up crashing. That's the powerful lesson we can learn from the true story of the hostage rescue that took place many years ago in Uganda. On June 27, 1976, an Air France plane flying from Israel to France was hijacked by terrorists. The plane and the nearly 250 passengers on board were then flown to Entebbe Airport in Kampala, Uganda. Over the following days, 148 hostages were released, but all 94 Jewish passengers were held on the plane as hostages. The terrorists threatened to kill all the Jewish hostages unless the nation of Israel met their demands. But the nation of Israel refused to meet the demands of the terrorists. Instead, on July 4th, they sent 100 Israeli commandos to Entebbe, Uganda, to rescue the hostages. Under cover of night, the Israelis landed several planes at the airport at Entebbe where the hostages were being held inside the airport hangar. However, as they prepared to rescue the hostages, they faced one serious problem. Since the hostages and the terrorists were all in the same building together, how could the Israeli soldiers distinguish between the two different groups? If they just went in and started firing shots, they might hit one of their own people that they'd come to rescue. Then they devised a plan. Since the hostages were all Jewish, they would all be able to understand Hebrew, the language of Israel. The terrorists were Arabs and Germans who did not understand the Hebrew language. So the commanders knew that if they shouted a command to the people in Hebrew, only the Jewish hostages would hear and understand. Anyone who did not obey would be a terrorist. And so it was, at the fateful moment, the soldiers rushed into the airport terminal and shouted in Hebrew, get down, get down on the ground, get down on the ground. And because the hostages understood Hebrew, they obeyed the word and quickly dropped to the ground. The terrorists heard the words but didn't understand it, so they did not obey the command. The Israeli soldiers then quickly fired at the terrorists, killing all of them and freeing all the hostages. What was it that brought freedom to the people? It was the word spoken to them. But listen, friends, the same word that brought freedom to the Jews brought destruction to the terrorists. The same word that brought life also brought death, depending upon whether you obeyed it or not. Both the hostages and the terrorists heard the word spoken by the Israeli commandos, but only those who heard, understood, and obeyed were rescued. And the same thing is true today for all of us with the word of God. See, God's word brings life and healing and salvation and deliverance and provision and all the good gifts of God. But that same word brings destruction on judgment on those who hear it but refuse to obey it. That's why James 1, 22 and 25 says, don't just listen to God's word, you must do it. Do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. So here's the truth you need to pack up and take home with you today. If you submit to God's word, your life will have success. But if you hear it 
and disobey it, you'll end up in disaster. That's why in Luke eleven twenty eight, 28, Jesus replied, but even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. Jesus taught a story in Matthew 7. It's a story of two foundations, the word of God and everything else. There's no middle ground. There's no third way. Either you're obeying and building on God's word or you're building on something else. Jesus taught us a story of two fellows, the obedient and the disobedient. There's no third fellow. Either you listen and do what he says or you hear it and disobey. And it's a story of two futures. If you build your life on God's word and follow it, then your life will last. No matter how serious the storm, no matter how you're shaken, you will have stability and success. Your life will last. But if you hear the word of God and disobey it, no matter how you try, you'll come up short. No matter how you make effort, your life will collapse. Everything you've done, everything you've worked for will come to nothing. You'll be left facing judgment with only sand slipping through your fingers. So let me ask you a question today. Which foundation will you build on? Which voice will you listen to? The solid rock of God's word or the shifting sands of man's opinion? Which fellow will you be? The one who listens and obeys or the one who hears and disobeys? Which future will you experience? Success or collapse? For Jesus promises every one of us today in John 8, 31 to 32, if you listen to my voice and abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. You will know the truth and the truth will give you freedom. Whose voice are you listening to? Whose words will you follow? Listen to the voice of Jesus. Listen to God's word and you will be safe. These are very difficult days, challenging times. That's all the more reason we need to listen to God's word and obey it. Let him speak to you today. Let him speak to you throughout this week as you follow along with our daily devotional available on our website and Facebook page. Let him speak to you as you go over the notes from this message. He will silence every fear and doubt. He will bring peace and comfort to your heart. He will bring you hope, healing, and help from above when you listen to God's word. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for each and every person who's heard the word of God today. I ask you to strengthen our faith. Fill us with the power of your Holy Spirit right now. Let your word accomplish what it is sent to do, to bring hope, help, healing, salvation, deliverance, and freedom as we listen and obey. I bless your people now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Reverend Richard C. Whitcomb is the senior pastor of Agape House New Testament Church in East Legon. If you are ever in Accra, we would like you to worship with us on Saturday night at 6 p.m. or on Sunday at 7.30 a.m., 9.30 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. You will have an awesome experience.